I've said I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And, uh, man, we have, a, we have a lot to cover today. Um, it's, it's all it's really going to be uh, focused on a whole array of things that uh, go from the election to globalism and uh, all the problems that we're seeing in the world. Um, there's just been so many data points that have been coming out over the weekend and uh and beyond really uh all and so many things are being corroborated that we've actually endorsed on this show um our track record is just about perfect honestly it's it's been really good but you know it's not enough because our voice is just you know we have us we have a megaphone, and we need a bigger megaphone, and we need to um, get this message out, but we need to also stay true to the facts, but these facts, man, they're coming out in like a floodgate, and you know, kudos to a lot of these patriots out there that are corroborating what we're doing, but... Um, you know, and they might be later to the game than the Scott Adams show, but nevertheless, we're being vindicated and endorsed by a lot of what is being said. And uh, and it starts with, uh, I mean, it starts with globalism. It's the globalist agenda. You know, Jamie Dimon, for example, came out over the weekend and he said, "No, the investors don't care about ESG. They don't. People are starting to realize we're going to lose everything here. These big corporations, these multinational corporations that are embedded into the Biden government, for example. Um, you know, the, there are plenty of folks from BlackRock that are embedded in the Biden administration. We used to say the word Brookings. You know, Brookings and, and all the think tanks in Washington. 
But they're getting their talent. The people that are on the board of Brookings, for example, are probably also working at BlackRock and Vanguard and and, uh, State Street. And they're working for Pfizer, and they're working there as scientists. Brookings is a hugely funded nonprofit, nonprofit, no, no less, uh, organization. You know, they were once connected with the Clinton Foundation and the Clinton Gateway Initiative, and everybody's getting paid to be heard. And, you know, a lot of these think tanks... They have these CEOs and these CFOs and the, these high-ranking scientists at these globalist organizations, and it's all infl- all intertwined. There's a new piece out that talks about McKinsey, you know, the management consultant. They're so secretive. And together with BlackRock and Vanguard and all these other entities, they control the outcomes of the global sphere. And BlackRock and Pfizer, you know, Pfizer is starting to, you know, the pressures that be, Pfizer is getting exposed. And people like Project Veritas are coming out with undercover exposés and things like that. And, 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 and you can see that things are starting to crumble. That even the BlackRocks of the world are starting to lose, lose this fight. They're not too big to fail, apparently. You know, we've seen countries fail. We've seen countries. You know, you say, how do you fail? Well, these people don't have any business skills whatsoever. All they have is leverage, unfair leverage. They're playing with an unfair deck. Then we got Kanye West. He just got booted from J.P. Morgan, right? So you got Jamie Dimon coming out from J.P. Morgan, and he's saying investors don't care in ESG. At the same time, he's also saying that Kanye West isn't saying the right things as a black American, and we need to cut him. So $140 million, and they cut him. He's got $140 million with JP, which goes to show you my money's not green. What's the difference between that and the black struggle from, you know, the 50s and 60s? What, my money isn't green to you? Remember they used to say that, right? Why don't they want my money? And then finally the Black Coalition got together and said, you know what, we're going to go ahead and boycott uh, businesses and sh- try to illustrate and show how how strong, you know, how much influence we ha- actually have in the marketplace. It turns out they didn't really have that much. but But I understand the point. My money's not green to you? $140 million is not chump change. And now, you know, um, I think it's a bad investment, actually, but Kanye West is going to buy Parler. Parler! And that's a truth social competitor. And then you got to ask the question about the politics of all this. And... You know, we called it, I think we were straight up and we were ahead of the curve when we said that what's going on with Twitter is being delayed on purpose to cloudy the waters and slow down the investments to Truth Social, Parler, Gab, MeWe, you know, 
Who knows? Who else? Uh, Getter, yeah, right? So there's Getter, there's Parler, there's Gab. And at some point, though, you know, you split that all up and you basically have a potpourri, sort of like what what the difference between, say, Fox News when they entered the news cycles and they started to compete for the first time against CNN and MSNBC. They took 50% of the market and they were able to basically say, we, out, we outperformed MSNBC and CNN combined last night. Well, kudos to you. But you had no competition. You had 50% of the country. Meanwhile, the other liberal stations, PBS, NBC, ABC, CBS, MSNBC, CNN, all had to compete for the other 50% of the pie. So they would end up with what? Seven? Seven? If there's seven news organizations, seven times seven is 49. <laughs> About 50. And so they still had the they still had a lion's share of the numbers to influence a liberal agenda, which we're seeing perpetrated in this election cycle like we've never seen. And and so Fox News was winning in terms of finance, getting the the biggest lion's share of the market, but they weren't really winning over the country. Uh, as much as we would have liked or hoped or thought. Because I remember so many people would say, so, you know, proof's in the pudding. Look at the ratings. There are more conservatives than there are liberals. No, not necessarily. Not when you do the aggregate and add them all up. But that's the same thing that's kind of the same dynamic that's happening. You know, so if, if Elon Musk does take over Twitter... Uh, then you're going to have all these other conservative entities that aren't going to be one big pie. They're going to be all splintered. And that means that someone like me, who might be an influencer, is 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 posting. I have to post to Getter. I have to post to Parler. I have to post to Gab. I have to post to Truth Social. Now, Truth Social just came out on the Google App Store. And they were like the number one download on the Google App Store, which is great. Shows good signs. You know, you can't argue with the fact that it's definitely taken a lot of steam and muscle out, especially, you know, now that Russia has declared Facebook a a terrorist group. You know, I posted over the weekend, I posted, uh, they had this, um, this lighthouse in Sydney. And so someone would post this image and say, look, Sydney Lighthouse in 1800 and something looks very much the same as it does today. The water levels haven't changed a bit, right? (laughs) How do you explain that? You know, there's a photo, right? It's a lighthouse. It's right in the water. And so far, over the last 150 years, there hasn't been a centimeter of change on that lighthouse. The lighthouse should be half underwater, according to Obama or Biden or AOC. California should be underwater. L.A. shouldn't even exist now. Right? They all lied to you. Look at Al Gore. Won an Oscar for some documentary. The Inconvenient Truth or something like that, right? 20 years ago. He was wrong. 
Leonard Nimoy was wrong about his ice age in the 70s. And Al Gore was wrong about his global warming in the 90s and, and the millennial. And they're still wrong. And there's a lot of scientists that are coming out and speaking up, but they're not getting paid for it because 97% of the scientists are the ones getting paid, not these upstarts that are actually voicing their opinions. But nevertheless, it's just a cheap excuse for Bill Gates to buy up farmland and for the Netherlands to um, tax and, and confiscate lands just like they did in South Africa, where they were uh, killing off white farmers in a form of racism. They want the land. They want to control your food supply. They want your children to eat bugs. And that's another thing that they're doing. I, I posted this over the weekend. The World Economic Forum is now entering the schools and endorsing these school lunches, putting on their bib, putting on their chef hat, acting like somehow eating a bug is a gourmet meal and that you should change your thinking. Somehow this is a luxury. While they sit back in their private jets eating steaks, flying all around the world, that's what's going on. But they're conditioning our children, just like they are with cisgendered uh, BS, just like they're doing with all kinds of other crap. They're doing it. So I just queued up the show, and we have a lot of clips to, to, to cover. So we're going to go ahead and get started on these clips um, so we can, we can um, we'll start off with climate. Take a listen to this. This is a scientist, Tom uh, Harris, talking. He's the uh, International Climate Science Coalition Executive Director. Let's see what he has to say about the climate. Whoop, uh, and we'll get the uh, sound just right. Here we go. A lot of people will say, well, you know, uh, Canada, for example, puts out so little greenhouse gas emissions that we shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't actually try to reduce it because China is double the United States. Well, the trouble is people argue that, well, yes, but we have to set an example to the world and we have to be good citizens and all that sort of thing. So they're using these arguments quite often that China's double the emissions of the U.S., et cetera. But, but the real underlying thing is that there is no climate crisis. You know, I was originally an aerospace engineer and I would give speeches and I wrote articles. I wrote one in the Ottawa Citizen about comparative planetology, how studying the planets helps us understand the Earth better. And I used the example of the runaway greenhouse effect on Venus. I said, this could happen on the Earth if we don't reduce carbon dioxide. Well, a local professor of Carl at Carleton University, professor of geology, he liked my article so much he used it in his course on climate change. And But he said to the students, but that part about Venus is wrong. What happened on Venus cannot physically happen on the Earth, and he explained why. Now, I thought, who is this climate change denier? Well, he invited me into his lab, and he showed me the geologic history that he and others are finding, and they found no consistent correlation between carbon dioxide and Earth's temperature. At times, CO2 was 1,300% of today, and we were stuck in very cold conditions. So it was all over the board. So I started wondering, well, Maybe he's right. He exposed me to a lot of people who actually showed me that there are thousands of scientists. And here's a book, actually, that illustrates that. It's called Climate Change Reconsidered. And this is on climatechangereconsidered.org. There are thousands of references here 
which talk about the fact that there is no foundation to the climate scare. It's all but based wait. on models that don't yeah. work. Yeah, there you go. And uh, not only that, but oh, getting back to the Sydney, uh, Sydney, um, getting back to the Sydney uh, lighthouse for a sec. I, I didn't finish that story. And so the story goes, so I'm over at Facebook and there was another similar photo, but it was from the Statue of Liberty. And I said in my text, post, because I had already posted the Sydney Lighthouse. It was a very similar thing. The Statue of Liberty Island in like whatever year, and 1885 or something, and then 1922. And all of a sudden, or it was 1920, I'm not sure, it was 100 years, over 100 years. And again, sitting right there in the Hudson Bay, Hudson River, um, New York Harbor, and the water hasn't risen at all. It still exactly looks the same. So what's the big fuss? Facebook banned me again. <laughs> they, 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 and you know what they did? Here's their fact checkers. They, they took the picture and they, they said, this has been debunked. And they used this reference to the Sydney Lighthouse. Like, they didn't even look at the photo. They just right away used the Sydney fact check for a completely separate photo of the Statue of Liberty. That just goes to show you how ridiculous all of this is. So here's another climate. Randall Carson, a man with 40-plus years of experience in the climate field, calls out the climate change hoax, Agenda 2030. Carbon dioxide is the lowest it's been in 600 million years. Let's take a listen. The climate right now is no warmer than it's been many times throughout history. Our, our baseline is now the lowest that carbon dioxide has been in 600 million years. As far as uh, temperature change, the IPCC's first report of 1992 showed that the middle medieval warm period was warmer than the present. Well, this didn't fit the narrative. So by the time the 1996 report came out, it was a, a completely contrived graph called the hockey stick. So what they did was they got rid of the medieval warm period and the little ice age. And so when the, instead of the graph doing this, they flattened it out and then they added instrumental record on the end that looks like it's going way up. The point is is that the people that are calling them out on it are not getting the, the media coverage. You know, because look, at this point there's billions of dollars going into the whole climate change narrative. The climate right now is no warmer than it's been many times yeah. throughout history. So, and, and part of it is speculation. They're adding the speculation part that hasn't even happened yet. And there is this 20-year pause that they refused to explain where the temperature didn't change one iota, um, you know. And meanwhile, we're getting candidates uh, in this election season that aren't even debating. And the politicians themselves are lying to you. So that's another thing. Like, let's take a listen to Joe Biden. Now, Joe Biden, and then there's also talk that we're going to listen to Joe Biden eating an ice cream cone, saying our economy is strong as hell. Let's take a listen. Do you believe him? There's one more economic one. Are concerned about the strength of the dollar right now? I'm 
not concerned about the Chancellor Dollar. I'm concerned about the rest of the world. Does that make sense? Can you explain that? Yes. Uh, Our economy is hell. The internal. Inflation is worldwide. Worse off everywhere else in the United States. So the problem is the lack of economic growth, sound policy in other countries, not so much ours. That's a worldwide inflation that's consequential. Yeah, so much for globalism, right? Number one, he's blaming the rest of the world. Number two, guess what? You know, you have this thing called the dollar standard. So we get to control things a lot better than we ever did. But, you know, guess what? This Ukraine war is actually forcing the hand of Russia, China, and, uh, you know, India to uh, basically say no to the globalists and to forge ahead with their bricks which is going to result in other currencies, competing currencies, that are going to outpace the dollar standard. And that's going to be an ultimate collapse of our economy. That's going to be one of the worst things that's ever happened to our country. And it's because since, since we got off the gold standard, we have, we have squandered and we have made poor choices. We've not showed discipline. We had the benefits there for a while with flexibility, just like we had the benefits of Patriot Act. But leave it to the liberal politicians like Obama to exploit the Patriot Act for political purposes. And you had the liberals in uh, Congress like uh, Carter that uh, started dipping in to all of our entitlement programs and all of our uh, different and the Federal Reserve didn't do uh, much to help in so many ways, manipulating, playing socially engineering, you know. And now social engineering, we're getting into this purposeful spending where you, people are being controlled by their finances, and that's the that's the whole thing about digital currency and what we warned you about with regard to the vaccines. See, the vaccines had everything to do with the social credit score system, which has everything to do with digital currency, which has everything to do with controlling your speech. Just look at Kanye West. $140 million. uh, And they canceled his account. They canceled it. So, you know, it is what it is. But don't think that they won't do it to you. Fauci's uh, on an exit tour. Um, So there's that. We're going to get to a couple of other clips here um, before we get into election stuff. And, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, this is the part. I wanted to play this clip here. Now, I have to be very careful because there's a curse word in here. And I'm going to mute it. And uh, it's around the eight-second point. Mark, so here we go. I'm hit. You know what I'm saying? JP Morgan, $140 million in the JP Morgan, and they treated me like Morgan Chase is like treating me like that. How they treating the rest no, of y'all? That's outrageous. Yeah. And this, this murder was for Chase accounts. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I am outraged. Mm-hmm. By the time people always they want to calm it down. Because no matter what, you didn't yeah. break no law. 
I didn't break a law. No matter I didn't what, break a the, law. The bank shouldn't be a judge or jury on right. anything that's but going this on. But this is, right. it's, it's like a social contract. Candace Owens has a word for it. I'm forgetting it. But it's basically like, they told Candace Owens she couldn't hang out with me. That was a really powerful interview, actually. And uh, uh, he went off the... He went off the hook there for a while. I mean, he was cursing up a storm, and and he got really emotional, and uh, he was outraged by a lot of things that were going on here. Um, so you got the globalists, Jamie Dimon, J.P. Morgan, uh, in bed with the globalists, but yet also speaking doublespeak because he's woke when it comes to a black man in America— where his money's not green enough because he spoke out of turn. And yet, at the same time, he starts saying investors don't care about ESG, which is the environmental bullcrap that we just debunked with two more scientists. We've played about five different scientists over the last couple of months. I mean, it's just, it's it's completely cyclical, this stuff. The one that really captured my attention was the one where the guy said, they're comparing our temperature today with the coldest period in the history of the world. But they're not comparing it with the warmest period of the world, which was like in the 1800s. Um, how convenient. We're, which we're, we're not at the highest point. We're two degrees lower than the highest, and we're one degree higher than the coldest. Go figure. So here's what's going on in Ukraine. This is something that was pretty good. This is a new show I started listening a lot to. It's called Redacted. It's with Clayton Morris, and he had uh, Douglas McGregor on. This was just a short clip that I thought I would share with you about Ukraine. Battlefield. Uh, I spoke to Colonel Douglas McGregor last night who says the forces are almost gone. Listen. As you point out, most of Ukrainian's best forces are gone. They've been killed or wounded. Ukrainians have lost roughly 100,000 dead, perhaps two, three, even 400,000 wounded. Wow. They started out with an army of 600,000. Remember, we spent eight years building this army up with the express purpose of attacking Russia. That's what it was designed to do. That's why the Russians attacked it. Uh, we already knew this was... So, you know... The thing is, is it's a laundering, laundering center. There's so much going on with Ukraine. It's such BS. And one of the things that's interesting about it is they have these, they're taking these videos and these videos are leaking out. They had a tank. They had a, literally a tank and they were blowing smoke on the tank with a smoke hose. And they had action, you know, just like Nancy Pelosi on J6th. J6, she had her daughter, who's a documentary documentary uh, director out in California. She's there in the Capitol building, just so happens at the same time, doing a documentary on her mother. And her mother, Nancy Pelosi, says, I'd like to punch Donald Trump in the face, which is insane in and of itself. But... What the heck is she doing there with a film crew? What is that about? Can you believe it? I mean, what in the world is that about? So here it is right here. 
dissuaded him from coming to Capitol Hill. They told him they don't have the resources to protect him here. So at the moment, he is not coming, but that could change. I would come to him and punch him out. I so my mom, I would pay the I'm waiting for this, for trespassing on the Capitol grounds. I'm going to punch him out, and I'm going to go to jail, and I'm going to be happy. And when she says that, she's pointing to the camera, and then she's also sitting back making all these weird phone calls. You can't hear anybody on the other side. And she's saying things like, Trump did this, Trump did this. You know, she's like, it's bad acting, really bad acting. And it's so obvious that this was all staged. And they don't want to talk about, you know, the Secret Service guy, Bird that shot Ashley Babbitt. They don't want to talk about Ray Epps. There's a report that says that Nancy Pelosi called Ray Epps like more than 10 times, 13 times or something. What was she doing calling Ray Epps? You know, we have to win this midterm election and we have to get to the truth about what happened on J6 because we know, just like the Russian hoax, just like the FBI and the Bubba Wallace news and and uh you know at nascar and and all these other things just like the las vegas shooting every time the fbi gets involved they they're corrupt just like all the break-ins of all the conservatives mar-a-lago the fbi is as corrupt as it could be and they're a joke and i suggest nobody cooperate with the fbi ever ever they're the enemy of the people at this point and they've been so for longer than you can even imagine. And the FBI has become a joke. They're evil. They're an enemy of the state. They're an enemy of the people. That's what they are. So, you know, the J6 thing was over an election fraud. Even Kaylee McInerney says this. Let's take a listen. The chances of Biden coming from as far behind as he was at 3 a.m. on election night, the chances of that are one in one quadrillion. The chances of him, that, that's prevailing in one state, prevailing in all four of the states where he was so far behind, the chances of that are one in a quadrillion to the fourth power. This is all outlined <clears throat> right here in this lawsuit, everything we've discussed in a source document by attorneys before the United States Supreme Court. There it is. And, and they're hiding still. They're still hiding. Let's take a listen to this. Okay, this is uh, Katie Hobbs. Katie Hobbs not wanting to debate. Let's take a listen to this. She's on CNN. And this is what she has to say about not wanting to debate Carrie Lake. They're not going to look at their ballot. Well, she just came and sat down. Hobbs didn't debate her opponent. She just came and sat down with me and and answered my questions for for a lot of minutes. Yeah, a lot of Democrats are questioning your decision and they're saying, you know, it's the wrong decision. President Biden's former 2020 co-chair said, I would debate and I would want the people of Arizona to know what my platform is. If you think she's as dangerous as you're saying to democracy, is it your responsibility as a candidate who wants to run Arizona to show and explain who their alternative is? That is exactly what I'm doing right now. And there is a lot more ability to have a conversation with you without her interruptions and shouting uh, to do that. They're not. 
So that's Katie Hobbs, not wanting to debate, but wanting to speak to a liberal, uh, Trump-hating, so-called journalist, right? Okay, so that's that. Here's Katie Hobbs trying to address that that very important question. By the way, um, even Herschel Walker had a debate with uh, Warnock. He missed so many opportunities. I watched that debate, and he could he should have held Warnock accountable to late term abortion, infanticide, because that's a loser for them. They're winning this debate on abortion, and I have no idea how, because the Republicans just won't. They keep getting beat up with what what's being considered their extreme view. No exceptions and all this, that, and the other. And so they're getting beat up on that. But they never, ever, 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 ever fight back and say, what about you and infanticide? You know, um, Jean-Pierre didn't answer the 15-week question, you know, and so Herschel Walker addressed it, and he said, the heartbeat bill, I support the heartbeat bill. He said, which is counter to my own personal view, which is inception, or conception, I mean, um, conception, but um, but I represent the people of Georgia, and this is what they want. Okay, all right, fair enough. But here's the thing. Using the heartbeat bill, nobody knows what that is. Yeah, it's 15 weeks or 18 weeks or whatever it is. No, say it. Say, Warnock, what is your limit on? And of course, they're going to get to the point where they can't even answer the question because they're so afraid of what the people are going to, as soon as the people, and how dumb do you have to be? People need to be, People need to hear the word infanticide in order for them to, oh, okay, I object. They can't tell that the person supports infanticide because uh, that's the explanation as to why they won't answer the question in the first place? Nobody nobody supports infanticide. Yet, I don't hear that word used in any of the debate discussions. And it's the reason why the conservatives are losing that on that issue that's such an easy issue to win. It's so frustrating to see this. But let's take a listen. They're under an extreme 15-week ban that limits health care options for women who need them. Uh, there's the potential uh, for a complete ban. Right now, that ban is in the courts. But under uh, my opponent's administration, she would support a full ban. She's called this a great law. She doesn't support any exceptions what do for you rape support? or incest. Uh, look. When you're talking about late-term abortion, that is incredibly, extremely rare. And it's happening if there is, if that conversation is happening, it's because there's something that's gone incredibly wrong in the pregnancy. And doc, politicians do not belong in that decision. But what there do you support? No what should the limits be? The, the decision about abortion should be between a patient and their doctor. So there should be no limits in the law? It should only be decided in the medical office? Government making these kind of mandates interferes with the care that doctors need to provide to their patients. They don't belong in these decisions. Okay. So just to be clear, if you uh, become governor, you will push for a law that has absolutely no limits in any point of the pregnancy on abortion. That's your position. That's what you would want to be the law of the land in Arizona. 
the fact is right now that we have very limited options and that we need to get politicians out of the way and let doctors provide the care that they are trained to provide the health care that their patients need. Politicians don't belong in those decisions. Yeah, but they belong in uh, getting a jab um, that's resulting in sudden death syndrome, right? Sudden, sudden, de- sudden adult death syndrome is happening all over the place right now. And, and um, you know, there is a guy, uh, I'm, I'm looking it up right now, but uh, quite, quite interesting. So they would force, they would force the jab in your arm. So this guy, this bodybuilder, Doug Brignold, Brignold said that the vaccine is safe. He got vaccinated and said, if I die, you were right. If I do not die, you are wrong and need to admit that you were misled. So Doug Brignold tragically died soon thereafter. Cause of death could not be determined. He was a bodybuilder. He was a fitness guru. He was in shape like there was no tomorrow. And he's dead now. So these politicians are really doing a number on the truth. They, they're not telling the truth. Meanwhile, you got the U.S. Post Office this election season with barcodes like that have the code for your district, but then have a D or an R after the code number. Tell me the U.S. Post Office isn't as corrupt as, uh, as could possibly be, right? And tell me the journalists aren't either. Let's take a listen, though, to Carrie Lake talking to the same um, uh, correspondent from CNN uh, as, as what you just heard, Katie Hobbs. So let's take a listen to Carrie Lake. In 2016, Kamala Harris, Amy Klobuchar, and Hillary Clinton, everybody on the Democrat side said the Ms. election Lake. had problems. Miss Lake, there definitely I'm, I'm sorry, has been it, some of that, but I want to say in 2000, Al Gore conceded. In 2004, John Kerry receded, uh, conceded. In 2016, Hillary Clinton conceded. And we didn't see that in 2020. That's the difference. And so the question is, Jane, are you Jana, undermining Jana, faith Jana. in elections by saying that the 2020 election was stolen when there's absolutely no evidence to support that? Dana, in 2018, Stacey Abrams never conceded she still hasn't. I don't hear CNN calling her an election denier. We have the right, and it's protected with our First Amendment, to question our government and to question elections. No question about that. we still have the First Amendment. Yep. We still have the First Amendment. And when you start seeing the media cancel people for questioning their government, then that's when we have a problem. I, I a totally agree problem. about the First Amendment. You and I are uh, benefiting from Well, you know what? And that's exactly what the J.P. Morgan uh, is picking up the slack for the government who can't pass these unconstitutional laws. So you get Jamie Dimon doing the dirty work for the libtards in government who want to deny your free speech. You got Mark Zuckerberg. You got all these different people at Twitter silencing everybody. I lost hundreds of people over uh, who were following me over the weekend on Twitter. They're, they're ratcheting it up like there's no tomorrow. Um, I saw the number just like, what? That, that's weird. 
You know, and uh, RNC Research, you know, she was playing, they, they, they were playing five minutes of Stacey Abrams denying the results of the 2018 election, right? So, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of stuff. There's seven, ten minutes of Democrats denying the elections, including Hillary Clinton. You know, so Dana from CNN is just lying through her teeth. Listen to this journalist asking Rep- uh, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene showing how to deal with the Democrat activists in the li- liberal media. She was on stage and she's being asked a debate question. Let's take a listen to this. All right, this is to uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene there. Uh, you're well known for making controversial statements. Detail your process for vetting and fact-checking your statements that you make in public and post to social media. Can you tell me what's controversial controversial about defending this, the freedom of speech or what's controversial about um, defending our border or saying we need to – can you tell me – give me an example? No, you do this every time we have a debate where you ask, I ask a, a question that's obvious and you're like, what do you mean? You were kicked off of your committees for saying things were controversial. You've apologized for controversial statements, right? Those types of things. What is your process for fact-checking and vetting the things that you say in public? I, the, the things I say in public are the truth, and that's why they're so offensive to Democrat activists in the media just like you. And you're asking me a blanket question with no example. I stand by the things that I say. I stand by saying that we need to secure our border, that we need to protect all of our freedoms and our rights, that we need to stop the America last Democrat communist policies that are destroying our country. I stand by the words that I say. They're just offensive to Washington, D.C. and the swamp creatures there because the words that I speak are the same as as Americans back home, the same as people in Georgia's 14th district. And the words that I speak are the truth. And you want to know something, Josh? Sometimes the truth hurts and Washington deserves to hear it. We're over 31 trillion in debt. Our government has failed the American people. And right now, this administration has us on the verge of a nuclear war with Russia, where they care more about funding a war in Ukraine than they care about protecting Americans, helping homeless people on the streets and securing our border and stopping fentanyl from killing young people in America. It's pretty simple, folks. She just nailed it. And it doesn't take rocket science to do that. So, you know, part of it is the media narrative is controlled by Big Pharma. Let's take a listen to uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. Now, he's hard to listen to because he has his throat issue, but let's take a listen. The media in our country is, um, that was is awesome. an extension of the pharmaceutical industry. You know, there's 75% of advertising revenues now on the mainstream media are now coming from pharma and that. Ratio is even higher for the evening news because the evening news is where you see pharmaceuticals advertised. And, you know, if Anderson Cooper has a $12 million a year annual salary. Well, $10 million of that is coming from Pfizer. Oh, his boss is not CNN. His boss is Pfizer. And, you know, they're, they're unashamed. Of, they're unabashed about it. They say, you know, on his program brought to you by Pfizer. Of course, he's not going to tell you the truth about Pfizer's product. He's going to try to sell them to you. He's going to try to scare the hell out of you. That's right. That's right. I'll leave it to Robert Kennedy Jr. for that. Um, so, former executive of BlackRock, Edward Dowd, a lot of these government and en- governments entered into contracts with Pfizer and Moderna, and it, it, if fraud is proven, it vitiates all contracts that case law that's case law 
So let's take a listen to this real quick. And then we got this other really great clip from Joe Rogan that's going to blow you away. Wow. So are you saying, Mr. Dowd, that immunity will be lifted because of fraud, which is a point you made before. And so everyone who's been harmed by the mRNA vaccines can sue Pfizer. That's what you foresee. It's not even that. So a lot of these governments uh, across the globe under contracts with Pfizer and Moderna. And if fraud is proven, um, it vitiates all contracts. And that's case law. You, when you enter into a contract and one party has been defrauded, the contract's broken. So immunity will be broken. And wow. governments, not only, not only will individuals sue, governments are going to sue. This is a, this is a, this is the, the, the daisy chain effects from this are mind boggling. And it's almost like, that's why I say we're on our own for now, because it'll take down the FDA, the CDC, the NIH. It'll take down, um, many politicians' careers, uh, Global governments will be shaken to the core. This is a problem. This wow. is a big problem. And you're, it seems like you're saying we don't need the government, which has abandoned us, to investigate this. It would be nice. We don't need the media, which has been completely corrupted by pharma and Gates money, to disclose this. They've been help, you know, pointless and helpless, as we see now. You're saying this is going to There it is. And uh, that would be the way to bring down BlackRock, that and the housing crisis. You know, in one sense, you know, BlackRock's been buying up all the housing, right? By proxies like Open Door and things like that. But they're going to, the housing market is going to collapse and it's going to be too much for BlackRock to handle. They're already hemorrhaging losses. Um, But all of this corruption is how we get to people like Oregon governor who signed a bill removing reading, writing, and math requirements for high school kids to help students of color. Racism of low expectations will make everyone dumb. That was part of the Common Core uh, piece. Here's another one. The world is warming faster than the rest of the world is the headline. So Greenpeace Netherlands says, um, oh, wait. Inhabitant says Finland is more faster, warming faster, is warming faster than the rest of the world. CBS Boston, New England is warming up faster than the rest of the world. Okay, in Israel, Israel is warming up almost. These are headlines. Okay, folks. Popular science, Australia is heating up faster than the rest of the world. South Pole. PHYS.org. South Pole warming three times faster than the rest of the Earth. Study. Africa is warming more and faster than the rest of the world. This is a new report. So, all these headlines are coming out with the same headline, but just replacing the word for their local communities. And this is what's happening. This is a one of those mockingbird media things. Dr. Fauci basically said he has nothing to do with school closures, and yet across the board, he's lying to you again, just like Katie Hobbs was lying to you, just like all these different people are lying to you. Fetterman is lying to you. All these people are just lying. And there's a really good clip here. If we have time, we'll play it. But the one I want to play is this one. 
Majid Nawaz plays scary video exposing coming digital ID dystopia. This is what the globalists want. Listen to this. We've warned you for this. Scott Adams Show warned you. How long has it been? We've been talking about this. How long? Well, the proof is in the pudding. It's happening. Do you feel like you're sounding the alarm yes. for people that don't understand what the fuck is going on? Oh, so, sorry yeah, about I'll put that. it off you here, yeah? So there's the video. Yes. I don't know if your camera can see that, but the, no. there's the video. There's him speaking about it. The G7 is launching a set of public policy principles for retail central bank digital currencies, yep. CBDCs. Central bank digital currencies could be a digital version of money, a bit like a digital banknote that could be used alongside... Right, so that's the guy who runs our economy in the UK. His name's the Chancellor of the Exchequer. And here is the article. Bank of England tells ministers to intervene on digital currency programming. Yeah, And here's a quote from the article. This is in the Telegraph, the one he pulled up. But it was behind a paywall, so I'll just read the quote. Digital cash could be programmed to ensure it is only spent on essentials or goods which an employer or government deems to be sensible holy shit now i'm going to take it one step further for you joe right so the vaccine passport infrastructure is in place but now we know that the vaccine doesn't stop infection or transmission but the checkpoint charlie exists everywhere they bring in digital banking central banking digital currencies you've got a scenario now that you're checking in and out everywhere you go using vouchers that are programmed and you can only spend where you're told you can spend them there's another word for that man That's called the Chinese social credit system. That's what it's called. And anyone who watches Black Mirror will know what I'm talking about. That's that TV show, right? Yeah. So what they are telling us, and when I say they, who's they? People in power. That's the head of our economy, the Chancellor of the Exchequer. Second most powerful person other than the Prime Minister and maybe the Foreign Secretary in the UK, right? He's telling us, I just played it there for you. He's telling us that's what he, as the UK, the head of the G7, want to bring in for the G7. So a scenario where, like in New York at the moment, because the the passport infrastructure is in place, you bring in that digital currency and you've got this total control. And if I'm speaking to you the way I'm speaking now and my employer or government, you heard that in the quote directly, yeah, deems me as saying or doing something inappropriate, suddenly I can't actually pay to come here and speak to you anymore. My my digital currency won't even pay for the ticket because it will be known that I'm coming to speak to you. Sorry. Your, your vouchers don't allow you to purchase that ticket to go and speak to Joe. Do you feel... Yeah, and uh, I apologize for that. You know, I uh, I had two different versions of that vi- that audio, and uh, one of them was censored and the other one wasn't. But my goodness, um, the, the takeaway to that, though, is the digital ID. Like, you, you won't be allowed to go on a vacation because you will have exceeded your carbon footprint is what he's saying carbon certificate or carving credit you know this is what where the globalists are going with all of this um here's what uh, dr falji said over the weekend this was also part of his farewell tour they always come back and say fauci was responsible for closing schools i had nothing yeah. to do i mean, you're, I you're, mean you're, let's you're... get down to the facts he had nothing to do with it right but yet here listen do you regret particularly the last one, the shutdown, the sweeping shutdown that some yeah. said made things worse? No, I, I, I don't, uh, Neil. And in fact, I think we need to make sure that your listeners understand 
I didn't shut down anything. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. And the only way to do that is by draconian means of essentially shutting down a country. We know that we can do that if we shut down. Well, I think one of the things you really need to do to the extent that you can shut down mm. temporarily mm. the country, I think is important. Well, if I knew at the time that shutting down would have such a dramatic effect on controlling the spread, obviously we would have shut down earlier. There are those who say you shut down your destructive things by disrupting the economy. And others say, well, if you save so many infections by shutting down, why didn't you shut down two weeks earlier? But I don't regret saying that the only way we could have really stopped the explosion of infection was by essentially, um, I want to say shutting down. I mean, essentially having the physical separation and the kinds of recommendations that we've made. You've been a big fan of Cuomo and the shutdown in New York. You've lauded New York for their policy. New York had the highest death rate in the world. How could we possibly be jumping up and down and saying, oh, Governor Cuomo did a great job. He had the worst death rate in the world. No, you misconstrued that, Senator. So, you know, they're doing it also with nuclear war now. They're telling you to get inside and listen to the media and do nothing else. Wash yourself off, whatever. You're seeing that everywhere. And they're alarming you with climate as well. And these are all created by them. They did the gain of function that caused the COVID, that caused the lockdowns, that caused the masks, that caused the social distancing, that cost you your livelihood, that cost you your career. It was the biggest redistribution of wealth theft from the middle class to the power elite. And people like Bill Gates are still using all that money that they gained to now buy up your food supply, and then they're going to call for fertilizer shortage and a, and a, you know, like they are in the Netherlands because they're, they're banning fertilizer. And they're going to confiscate your food. Meanwhile, you got Monsanto uh, you know, being sued left and right, losing case after case for their infestus uh, uh, chemicals that they're putting in our food, which is all part of the synthetic food source the gates is involved with and um it just goes on and on and on every problem we're dealing with is something that they themselves created that's the sad truth that is the sad truth well i want to thank our sponsor today genesis gold 800-385-4653 give them a call that's genesis gold 800-385-GOLD That's 800-385-4653. Also, be sure to check out tacticalcivics.com, magapack.org, and use Red State as your promo code over at mypillow.com. And we appreciate it. We appreciate you supporting those who are supporting our network. And with that, my name's Scott Adams, and we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, buddy. Shovel, dig a hole a little deeper, just to bury my kids right up to there.